Introducing the new way to play Daily Fantasy with Jack Market. Jack Market is where Daily Fantasy Sports becomes a stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time. Make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. Daily contests are live for NBA and PGA and NFL contests launch in week one. Take control of your fantasy sports experience and download Jack Market now in the App Store. Android coming soon. Talking the Niners stars, the Lions running backs, and the Cowboys receivers on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Hello everyone and welcome in to another episode of Fantasy Football in 15 here at The Athletic. Welcome to the start of a new week. It is Monday, August 31st. We are getting ever closer to the start of the NFL season. I'm sure plenty of you listening had drafts over the weekend and now we are really in the heart of draft season. I've got four drafts between today. In fact, my first of those four is today. Four more coming up between today and the uh, start of of the NFL season. So very exciting times. I'm your host, Michael Beller, joined right now by Brandon Funston. Uh, Funston, have you had any any recent drafts or any coming up this week? Uh, got three, maybe four coming up this week. To be, to be determined on a fourth, but I know I got three for sure. Two, uh, two local leagues, uh, you know, the ones that uh, when I wake up on Monday morning, I'm checking you know, those two leagues first to see mm-hmm. where I'm at in the standings and how I've done and all that. Yeah, that is uh, that is great, man. This is uh, an exciting time. This is one of the best times of the year for sure with the season right here and uh, this big draft week coming up. So we will keep you up to date on the latest news as you prepare for your drafts. Let's jump right in. We're going to start in San Francisco with the 49ers. A couple of news items from over the weekend there. First, Might not sound like that important of a news item, but Raheem Mostert has been starting in training camp practices. Obviously, we always look at him as the number one running back for that team. But if you go back to last year, Tevin Coleman was, quote, starting games for the 49ers. So that might not seem like a huge different deal. It might just seem like semantics, but I'm not sure that's necessarily the case with Kyle Shanahan. I've been fading Raheem Mostert at ADP. I don't see myself getting too excited about him, but even someone like me who has been concerned about what this backfield looks like, I do have to admit the fact that they are calling him their starter now does make me feel a little bit better about Mostert at his draft day cost. Yeah, I mean, these guys basically split total touches. I know, you know, there were some injuries along the way and guys were out at, at periods of time, so they weren't always there together. But they were kind of in similar roles, and you just have to – I mean, how do you how do you reconcile a 1.6 yards per carry difference between Mostert and Tevin Coleman? He was just – Mostert was just the better running back last year, and down the stretch, what was it, going into the postseason, it was like 13 touchdowns in nine games. I mean, he – absolutely was the lead guy uh, at the most important time of the year and, uh, you know, into the playoffs. And the fact that he sort of had a mini, mini kind of holdout, but then they did pay him. Everything just pointed to him from production last year to how they treated him in the offseason to, as you mentioned it, quote unquote, the starter. There's going to be multiple backs in the Shanahan system. But you feel good about Mostert probably leading this group in touches. And if he can pick up where he left off last year, I think he's a he's a really good value in that kind of mid-20s range at running back where he's been going. I have him ranked a little bit higher than that. And he's been a guy that in drafts so far that I sort of 
have kind of have a theme of him landing on my rosters. Yeah, hard to imagine him moving up much. Uh, you know, we're, we're this deep into draft season. Everyone saw what he did last year for this team and in the playoffs. So have to believe that he is pretty much stuck in that RB you know, 22 to 26 range. So uh, looking like a decent bet at that price, even though I have not landed him in any of my leagues just yet. Uh, another piece of 49ers news we want to touch on briefly. George Kittle has now missed three straight practices with a hamstring injury. Still not concerned about him just yet. I've got this draft tonight as I said, and I will be going after him in that draft. I'll be treating him the same way in that draft as I would have a week ago or two weeks ago, but I'd say I have another draft on Saturday of this week, and if he is still not practicing by that draft, that's when I might start to get concerned about George Kittle. How about you, Funston? When do you want to see him back on the field before you start to get worried about this? Yeah, at some point, anytime, anytime before the season <laughs> yeah. starts, right? As long as he's, you know, we know he's going to be there for week one, I'm going to be okay. I, one thing this kind of does is you've seen a lot, like he almost pulled even with Travis Kelsey. I mean, yeah. in a lot of drafts, it was Kelsey, and sometimes it was almost like back-to-back you would see Kittle go, or it's two or three or four spots later. I think what this does is it makes Travis Kelsey the no-doubt, no-brainer, kind of the Tier 1 guy, puts mm-hmm. George Kittle in Tier 2, and then you got Mark Andrews in Tier 3. I think he just falls. There's probably maybe a little bit more room in drafts that you're afforded before you have to feel like, you know, it goes Kelsey and then Kittle. Uh, I think there's just a little bit more of a buffer now between the two. And, you know, Kittle missed two games last year. Travis yeah. Kelsey's played six seasons. He's missed one game in his career. Kittle's missed three games in his career in three seasons, and now he's he's a guy that you know I know played through a lot of injuries last year uh, and, and managed to get the 14, but I don't think he was that healthy for uh, very much of the season. So that's another differentiating factor, I guess, if you're looking to split hairs between Kelsey and Kittle as well. Yeah, our buddy and podcast partner Jake Seeley makes this point often about these high-priced tight ends. Can it work? Yes, of course it can work, drafting Travis Kelsey or George Kittle at ADP, but there is no margin for error. You need them out there as that elite tight end for all 16 games, so maybe just something to consider when George Kittle's name pops into your mind on draft day. A few quick injury updates here. We've got Carson Wentz dealing with a soft tissue injury. Eagles are calling him day-to-day. No reason to think week one is in any doubt for the Eagles starting quarterback. Cooper Cup, story might be different for him, suffered a low ankle sprain over the weekend. Uh, Rams right now saying this is minor, don't have to worry too much about week one, and that's probably true. A low ankle sprain two weeks out from the start of the season. He should be good to go, but we'll keep an eye on his practice participation over these next couple of weeks. And then Jalen Rieger, a guy who we've talked about quite a bit on this show and on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, out for four weeks with a shoulder injury, so he is certainly going to miss time. Just keep racking up all those targets for Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders. Those are the guys who are going to dominate, we think, in that Philadelphia passing game. And in Detroit, rookie running back DeAndre Swift has suffered a leg injury, which opens the door for carry on Johnson. That's where we're going to turn next here. Funston, our own Chris Burke, who covers the Detroit Lions for the Athletics, saying that carry on Johnson probably going to be the starter, probably going to be the guy who carries a heavier, heavier load in week one and potentially for the first few weeks of the season because of the DeAndre Swift injury. How does that change the rookie's outlook in your rankings? And for that matter, how does that change carry on Johnson's look as well? Yeah, I had started to move DeAndre Swift up. Uh, I think I got him as high as 20, and that was from the, the late 20s for much of the summer. I, I've been a huge on Johnson fan, and, and in my mind it was always kind of like – 
look at if Carryon Johnson is healthy, DeAndre Swift is a guy who never averaged more than 14 carries per game at Georgia. He's never been a, a truly a true workhorse, and it never made sense with a, a guy as talented as Carryon Johnson that they would give him, you know, fully featured, give Swift fully featured touches. I expected there to be some sort of platoon. Um, and I've kind of waffled about how much of the platoon goes to who. And kind of that's why I had DeAndre Swift in the back end of the 20s. And then mm-hmm. I moved him up to the early 20s. But I'm kind of probably pushing him back uh, towards the back end of the 20s again with this injury. Yeah, this is uh, concerning. We're starting to get maybe some Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders 2019 vibes. And Miles Sanders was great in the second half for the Eagles and for fantasy owners, but you didn't get a ton of consistent production over those first eight games. So with where Swift's ADP has risen up to at this point, I'm going to need to see a little bit of a discount if I'm going to dive in. Again, it does look like Carrion Johnson is going to have the larger role of the two at least to start the season because of this leg injury for DeAndre Swift. It is fantasy football draft season and our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way like you gamble on football. When it comes to men's hygiene, Manscaped is as good and safe as Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, has an LED light. It is a total game changer. For a limited time, Subscribers get not one, but two free gifts from Manscaped. The Shed Travel Bag, that's a $39 value, and also high-patented anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEATHLETIC20. It's time to boost your hygiene with the absolute besties with Manscaped. All right, Funston, let's turn our attention to a couple of flyby items here. Bears aren't going to name their starting quarterback uh, until maybe the moment they take the field against the Lions in week one. So I'm sure uh, Matt Patricia and the Lions are shaking in their boots about not knowing if it's going to be Mitch Trubisky or uh, or Nick Foles, who is starting for the Bears in that week one game. Trey Burton starting to get some run in Colts camp with Jack Doyle dealing with an injury, but now it is Trey Burton who is dealing with a lower leg injury that he suffered on Saturday. Our own Mark Caballi, our Pittsburgh Steelers reporter, reporting that Benny Snell, no doubt about it, the number two back for Pittsburgh. We know that team uh, leans on a workhorse, so uh, looking like Benny Snell is the handcuff to James Conner, although I wouldn't recommend drafting him as a handcuff. We were about handcuffs later in the season, not necessarily early in the season. Coming out of Raiders camp, some uh, reporting from uh, one of our two Raiders reporters, Sean Reed. Brian Edwards has been playing as the starting X receiver. Of course, Tyrell Williams dealing with a shoulder injury, but Edwards is already nipping at his heels even before that injury, and now certainly looks like he's going to be the starter early on in the season and have an opportunity to grow into that role and keep that role in this 2020 campaign. To me, Funston, he's starting to look like an intriguing late-round dart throw at this wide receiver position. There's a lot of targets to go around in Vegas. There is, and there's a lot of guys that want those targets. I, I think, yeah, I mean, Brian Edwards, he's having a good camp. Why not take a, a very late-round pick on him? I think this is an ascending offense, going to end up being pretty good. They've added Henry Ruggs. Uh, but I think what worries me a little bit is they added Henry Ruggs. Uh, they want to, you know, use Josh Jacobs a lot more in the passing game. They got Darren Waller. You got Hunter Renfro. Uh, apparently Nelson Aguilar is on a mission, according to Mike Mayock. So uh-huh. um, there's a lot of these guys. I think Zay Jones is there. Tyrell Williams is there. There's a lot of lot of guys there. And, 
you're going to have to maybe, it might just be one of these watch and see. Uh, if you don't take a late round, you know, flyer on him, it's a, it's kind of a watch and see and, and see how this thing shakes out to see where the hierarchy is behind uh, what we think will be uh, Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller as the top two guys. Yeah, it does sound like um, like Tyrell Williams is maybe going to be able to give it a shot in week one, but even if he does, they're going to be keeping him on a limited snap count with that uh, shoulder injury, a torn labrum, hoping to avoid surgery on it, trying to play through it and get that surgery after the season. Got a few more things we want to hit on quickly. One more big story I would like for us to touch on for a little bit longer. We'll do that right after this. All right, Brandon, a couple of quick things here. Ronald Jones suffered a foot injury. This was back on Friday. Still dealing with it. Uh, Buccaneers do not think it's anything serious. Zach Moss dealing with a neck injury. He has missed a couple of uh, practices in Bill's camp. Justin Jackson dealing with a foot injury. Another guy who has missed a couple of practices for his team. So going to be the primary backup, most likely, to Austin Eckler, although Joshua Kelly there as well. Have to imagine that it would take an Eckler injury to make either of those guys really viable as fantasy plays. A.J. Brown missed Sunday's practice with an undisclosed injury, so that's something we will definitely be watching over the next few days here. And finally, last thing we're going to get into on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15 comes from our Cowboys beat reporter John Machoda saying that C.D. Lamb has, quote, Looked comfortable in all formations. We know this is a high-powered offense, one that's going to throw the ball a ton, one that has an elite high-volume back in Ezekiel Elliott. When you look at CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup Funston, I see a, a position that I want to attack. It's just figuring out how to attack it that I uh, have trouble wrapping my head around. For me, it's mostly Gallup or Lamb and letting someone else take the Cooper price how do you attack this position, this specific Cowboys receiver position? Yeah, I'm with you. It's Gallup for me at number one because his ADP is so much more appealing, and you might get Amari Cooper production for way mm-hmm. uh, less cost. And and I think, you know, you look at Randall Cobb and what he did in the slot last year with 828 yards and three touchdowns in 15 games and 83 targets. And I think you look at that as maybe the floor for C.D. Lamb because um, – they could throw the ball more, and and C.D. Lamb is a guy that doesn't have to just be in the slot. They can move him around, as you, as you mentioned. But Ezekiel Elliott had 301 carries. That was with that was with Jason Garrett, and they have been. Jason Garrett has always just leaned so heavily on his backfield, but Mike McCarthy hasn't, and they actually might throw a little bit more under him. So, um, so I feel good about. You know, just it's kind of pat to say, oh, you know, CeeDee Lamb gets Randall Cobb's numbers. If he does, it's really good for a rookie, but he actually might get a little bit better than that. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting team to look at. And uh, with all those pieces coming back, right, Dak and Zeke and Amari Cooper and uh, and Michael Gallup, you know, in most situations we would say, ah, this team's pretty much going to run it back, especially when you consider the success that they had offensively last season. I don't think any of us would point at the Cowboys' offense and say that they were the reason that they didn't make the playoffs, right? So you think, all right, we can just run this back, hopefully get some better defensive performance, go 10-6, and six, win this NFC East. But that's a big change going from Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy, a big philosophical change. So one of the more interesting teams that has a lot of continuity in its offensive personnel and, of course, very interesting in the fantasy world because of all that potential to be an explosive group. Uh, that's going to wrap things up here for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription anywhere you are capable of doing that. And uh, Funston, thanks so much for sitting in for a couple episodes. DVR back from uh, vacation tomorrow, but this has been fun. 
Yeah, when well, I'll be talking to you again soon. Oh, yes. uh, but uh, yeah, best of luck in all your drafts this week, and uh, uh, this is going to be exciting. One more week, and then we're in it. Yeah, same to you, Funston. Same to all of you out there listening. Fantasy Football in 15. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and happy drafting.